Amen. While we ask upon Brother Allen, hallelujah, to come forth, hallelujah, to open the same sober daughter with prayer. Amen.
Father, I just pray that in us, O oh God, the ground may be loose enough to receive the seed of your word, O oh Lord. Father, we just pray for a special blessings tonight, O oh God. May you come, O oh Father God, even of, as you did of old, O oh God, when you went in Bethsaida and steered the waters, O oh God. We just pray, Father, that you may come and steer these waters again, O oh God. May there be a revival in us, O oh Father, that, Father, we shall have something God to talk about, O oh God. Something, Father God, to speak about in our families at home, at work. Father God, even with our friends, O oh Lord, may we fellowship around this same way, O oh God. Bless Pastor Madiba with his efforts, O oh God, to invite, O oh Lord. And Father God, for hosting this preacher, O oh Lord, we ask pray even for his family that they may be blessed, O oh God. Speak unto us, visit us, touch us, O oh Lord, in a special way. We ask these blessings in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Any testimonies? Hallelujah. Amen. As we take our seats, then we get to blessed.
Hallelujah. Let's give them a round of applause. Amen. Yeah, that was nice. Now we are left with some nice song testimony from Zimbabwe, Sister Simon, help us. Brother Thierry or Brother Dali, they will come with the Congo one. Hallelujah. So I'm just giving you that freedom. Hallelujah. To go and practice. We need the Zimbabwe one. Hallelujah. Congo one. Hallelujah. And Sister, also Sister here. Amen. Hallelujah. They will help us with the same one. Hallelujah. Yeah. So you have heard the Botswana one from the pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. So, hallelujah. So, uh, God bless you. Hallelujah. As we stand on our feet, it's just two songs before I call on the pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs>
Samuel, Alléluia, Céline de Lusuku, Amen. Amen, I will give the pastor, Amen. Tina, Céline de Lusuku,
Amen. Amen. We greet all of you once again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Just turn around and say to your neighbor, I'm about to have church. About to have church. Amen. If I, yeah, if I jump out of my seat, I don't want to upset your pieces because I'm happy. Amen. Because when the word is in the camp, then there was noise. Amen. I was telling the brother, uh, the pastor about a brother uh, that was retrenched. And then the wife is the one that remained working. And then because she took over the finances, she thought there are things that she wanted to sort out. And said to the husband, when you say amen at church, you are attracting unnecessary attention on us. And I know you need a pair of shoes. So uh, be informed that for you to get shoes, you need to behave in church. Why don't you be like brother? So and so and be a gentleman. Amen. So the brother came, promised the wife that now today, I will be model, I will be very much composed, I'll be a gentleman. And the pastor started throwing golden nuggets. Uh, and the brother was silent. But there was a storm inside. But the mother pastor threw some golden nuggets. The church had the brother jumping out of the Say shoes or no shoes. Amen. 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 So I'm simply saying to you, whatever condition the devil wants to set you in, kick your shoes and say, no matter what. I'm happy about the word of God. How many loved this morning's message? Amen. How many are happy for Brother Sam Kumumutsi? Amen. Uh, these are some of the pastors that made a great sacrifice. Amen. For, for this message. A lot of times these days when a person fails at school, then later he says, I feel cold. Amen. Uh, do you hear me? Uh, being cold, it doesn't mean that uh, you are busy uh, struggling to to sort out your things, then you feel a calling. Uh, 
Amen. Don't become lazy and later say, I feel cold. Calling requires a sacrifice. When Moses was called, he had to turn his back on Pharaoh and his privileges. Amen. And I'm glad my friend here over. He has made some great sacrifices to be into the to be into the ministry. Amen. He's a, he's a renowned academic in Botswana. Amen. He was a senior lecturer at the University of Botswana. He's a master's graduate from Australia. He was about... He was about to do his PhD. Then he says, no, I feel being called. Then he resigned from Botswana University. And the bosses were shocked. He is a man walking away from a privilege of getting a PhD to call himself into the ministry. These are the kind of pastors that deserve our respect. They are not taking chances, they are cold. They sacrifice a lot to serve the body of Christ. Not these young men that to fail at school later they say they want to be called calling requires a sacrifice we appreciate your visit pastor together with your wife and we are really much blessed we've got a great expectation that you would be blessed amen sister kumamusi i can say a lot about her how she supported her husband over the years. Instead of Botswana getting missionaries, it used to get mercenaries. Ah, no, no, no. no. A missionary is a danger, is a legal, illegal soldier. Oh, a missionary is a Amen. So they used to get illegal uh, the, the missionaries. Uh, amen. Not missionaries. Because you've got missionaries, then you've got mercenaries. A missionary, you know him how he builds the church. And a missionary brings church politics. Amen. Those, how you define them. A missionary brings the word of God. A missionary church politics. But they survived all those things. I know it was not easy on the family. But God granted them mercy. And Botswana today is one of the shining stars as far as the 
message is concerned. We respect their efforts. And we love them and will continue to pray for them. Without waste time, I just want Pastor Kumumusi to come. But before he comes, Arari Salam Pitela. He says, he, although he doesn't understand Zulu, but some of the Zulu songs, when you sing them, his heart is bubbling with joy. Amen. Let's just uh, sing that one as the man of God comes to the fore. Amen. If you can help us on that one.
sisters, you may be seated. I would like to take this opportunity to greet you all again in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Since he reached us, we are I think it's my favorite sort of song. Pastor Madiba, I didn't know that. When I heard uh, then I said, hey, this sounds like home. Then I heard I said, hey, that sounds like home. <laughs> Amen. Then I heard Oya Halalela in the morning. I said, Yo, this is wonderful. You know, when you hear it in your own language, it makes a difference. Yes. And we thank God for the opportunity he gave us to be with you. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate the pastor, Pastor Madiba, for the invitation. And for, their, for the love and care and kindness that has been expressed to us that we, we have felt and the humility uh, in your pastor and his family and the elders of this assembly. Wherever I travel, uh, when I find people that already believe, I always reflect, and even without knowing the background, I would know that there are a lot of effort has been put into the place. To have a church, a people, and a uh, building like this and all the other things around, it's a, a product of dedication and sacrifice and that's why when we pass by we just try our best to compliment what God is already doing uh, we don't believe in a gospel where we point you to uh, maybe where we come from to say, come to Aborone, God works there, come to. Uh, no, no. God has no geographic boundaries. Yes. Uh, we believe that He said, I will be with you even in you unto the end of the world. Uh, he doesn't say within the boundaries of Jerusalem or Israel. He says, He gives a time unto the end of the world, irrespective of where you are. That's why I believe that God can work with the people anywhere, in any place, if they really can believe it. Amen. And don't uh, count yourselves because God does not count his people. God weighs his people. And with God on your side, you'll outweigh the enemy. That if you are on a scale that, that tilts with a pivot in the center, you just sit there and he flies off. Because God on your side, you are the majority. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We appreciate also some brethren that I saw from Zim. God bless you, Zim. Richly, Maria, Guru, Chaizo. Amen. 
Amen. God bless you. And uh, Zimbabwe has had a positive contribution towards the message in Botswana. In fact, for your information, I was baptized in Manyame River just outside Harare. Uh, with another brother friend of mine and another sister, we were three youngsters uh, at the age of about 20 years, about uh, 24 years ago. And uh, this message has been getting sweeter every day. And we really appreciate the way God used them. Uh, to show us the light. So we, some of us met the message in Botswana through an old elderly uh, former denominational pastor. We had just believed the message. But we got baptized in Zim, so we have this affinity and, and, and attachment. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. And also we appreciate also the efforts of our brethren from South Africa. Who also on the other side, you know the two countries sandwich the Kalahari Desert in the middle. In so the efforts from, from South Africa. I can say generally they have made us what we are now. Because if you go back into the history of the message in Botswana, you, you would hear uh, Brother Branham, the closest he could mention about Botswana was when he was talking about the Bushmen of the Kalahari. That's the then we learned from an old time pastor like Pastor Retief about almost 12, 14 years ago. That Brother Branham had a friend in Botswana in a a village called Serue, which is the capital of the Mamangwatu people, where the Kama dynasty or family comes from. And this friend was inviting him to come and preach in Bichonale. Hey, we got excited. Now, we've been trying to look for this man we, <laughs> over the years. We are not able to find him. And we also have uh, people, one who was buried about uh, four weeks ago, who was a witness uh, of what God did through the prophet in South Africa, 1951-52, and being a Motswana lady living in South Africa, she says, I saw it, just that he did not come into my room, where I was hospitalized, but I saw people walking out and pushing their wheelchair and out of crashes in a hospital. And she died at the age of close to 100 years, just about four weeks ago. And her daughter is the one that embraced the message about uh, maybe 22 years ago. But for herself, she could not just see it. But she told her daughter that that man was a man of God. Quite strange, amen. Then later we, we learned some brothers from Johannesburg in 1973. And they took a three-week trip into the land and Lobati, baptized high school students there, 1973. Then they went into a, a town called or preached there. Then they went to Raburoni, which was a little, little upcoming town with maybe less than 2,000, 3,000 people at that time. And then they preached at the, at the Bible school for Assemblies of God in 
outskirts village near Khaburone called Tlokweng. Uh, and went back, but because of communication, no hard roads and things like that, and they somehow were not able to follow up. And the work then, uh, you know, those people returned back to the things they came from, and they lost uh, contact. Then around 1982, uh, which was nine years later, brethren from Zimbabwe came into Francis Town, testified, and about six college students believed and then they, they got baptized about five, four months later in Harare as well and one of them is still standing as a pastor in a town 200 kilometers north of Gaborone, a very wonderful man and then around 1994 Pastor Mokobi from uh, Limpopo came in the eastern side and uh, established the message in a town called Sidibe Pico in that area. Then they also traveled to Maung quite far. So that's why I'm saying we really appreciate your efforts. Your efforts were not in vain. Although you might not have been coming physically from South Africa or from Zimbabwe yourself as a person, but we thank God the way God used uh, your elders and, and ministers uh, to try their best to establish the kingdom of the the kingdom of God in, in, in our wilderness. But we, we thank God that God also used to meet his prophets in the wilderness. <laughs> so a desert is not always a spiritual desert as well. <laughs> Sometimes there's also positive things about deserts. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And we, we just uh, will be praying for you and we Trust your pastor will also visit us in Khaburoni. And also go preach for other pastors around the country. And be a blessing to them. And uh, there's nothing new we can teach you. you a well taught church. And uh, let me appreciate and admit that uh, uh, you people can sing. You can see the devil out, out of church. <laughs> yeah, music is powerful. Uh, one time, we had an all-night service, and then we sang and sang and sang. And there was a Somalian, Somali lady, and uh, maybe she was a Satanist, we don't know. But what, and she would just come, and, and while we were singing, Yes, uh, I think it was on the 31st of, uh, of December 2000, in our all-night overnight service, and while we were singing then, suddenly, I just heard a, a, like something is coming from that direction. But it was not physical. It was strange how sometimes, you know, things happen. And then I felt like something is coming out of me going that direction. Then I wondered what's happening. And I looked at everybody else and people looked quite fine. Then the next thing I just had an explosion in church. And that time the church was singing not, not to the level that you see, but maybe halfway. 
gunpowder exploding and when I lifted up my eyes wondering what's happening then this lady just pitched down like this and when she rose up she was so angry like someone is exposed and we never saw her come into church again so I'm saying the way you sing you can sing the devil out amen and and I would say that uh, I've not been to a church where almost every song is like a special. Weary of doing well. Uh, you know, uh, in, in Botswana, it was one of the poorest countries during independ- at independence in 1966. Because uh, it's a desert, 85% of it. But then in a year after independence, a certain man discovered diamonds. Now, he did not put the diamonds on the ground himself. He only discovered them. And then they were mined. And when they were mined, then they changed the fortunes of the country. So, in God's children, there is uh, gifts and talents which are already placed by God. And with the right teaching, they are discovered. Then they are mined out. And when they are mined out, they benefit the entire body. So it looks like there's been a lot of mining here. We thank God for that. And we say, may God bless your pastor for mining out <laughs> what God has already placed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes we assume that no sons must all come from overseas. I think it's, we can call it cargo mentality. Anything that comes by ship or by plane is the best. We assume like that. But I believe the same Holy Ghost that inspires others elsewhere, overseas, throughout the centuries, is also in you to inspire you sometime to, to sing a new song. Because a new song is a testimony of what God has just done for you. And sometimes this new song comes in your mother tongue. Sometimes it comes in English. Amen. Sometimes we find people who go into fanaticism. Sometimes the brother says, Me, I only sing songs which I only believe because that's what the prophet said. Ah, it's for real. I've been a pastor for eight years. I've been preaching for the last 22 years. From the time I was about 21 or so, you meet those things. And then you say, Yeah, brother, only believe is a good hymn. Yes, it's a good It's good. But in there, there are some songs, Brother Branham never sang. They are in there. Like the song that says, I'll ride this trail once again. That's composed later. Then there are some songs he used to sing which are not in there as well. So it's a fundamental, a fundamental is a good hymn book. But it's not all the songs that we can see. So don't look upon 
down upon what God has placed upon, upon me. And in prayer, as uh, in our land, there's so much to cover, so much places to reach. And we trust through your prayers, God will raise more reapers to go into the field, the field of the Son of Man. For God himself knows who to put in which part of his field. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you know, a calling is a very difficult thing. It's like you lose your will. Something gets a hold of you, it can't let you go. You want to do this in life? Something can let you go. You are trying to say, Lord, me, I, I, not me, maybe someone else. Lord, maybe me, I'll just, just go around testifying. Something can let you go. That's really how it works. That's how Brother Branham shows us when we read COD volume 2, page 515 up to about page 519, he explains those things. Something gets a hold of you, can't let you go. Sometimes you had your own ambitions of life, but something gets a hold of you, it can't let you go. You can actually feel like God is taking all your ambitions of life and your desires and what you wanted to be, and he crushes and shreds them before your own eyes and the zeal of the house of the Lord that's why if there's someone here maybe young men that are still running away from the calling don't wait for a whale of circumstances to swallow you like Jonah God can chatter a whale, a submarine, a natural submarine to take you to where you want you to go. Respond while he's still speaking to you. Don't wait for circumstances where he, he really takes you through situations and channels you into his will. Because by that time, you end up with grey hair at the age of 44 like myself. So early, because of running away from the calling partly for about 12 years and going in circles and trying every trick going to live overseas for two years and trying to go away again and, and all the time you can feel, hey, there's someone following me. <laughs> oh, his GPS cannot miss you. He can never lose you in his radar. While you now I'm hiding, I'm safe, I'm secure. That's a hold of you. And say, arise and go to Nineveh. Because God has no substitutes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If it is this brother to go to one town, no matter what he does and how he tries to run away from it, God cut us a whale of circumstances. And tell God making a whale to just follow the sheep. Jonah was in. Why didn't this whale go somewhere else? Why was it just? You can imagine it was just. And the inspiration. Then when they threw out Jonah, I can imagine the whale feeling like a yoni or, or, or just going. Oh. And then he goes straight inside. And Jonah wonders, what is this? Is this the corridor into paradise? <laughs> 
Everywhere he looked was flesh. Then the weeds tied around him. But thank God he could speak to the God of Israel and he turned inside the whale's belly and looked towards the temple in Jerusalem. And the Bible says in Jonah 2 verse 1, Jonah spoke to God. That's, that's Jonah 2 verse 1. And then when you come to verse 10, it says, the Lord spoke to the fish. God speaks to the creature. You can talk to God this day and God will speak to your condition. Amen. Daniel spoke to God. Daniel spoke to the lions. The three Hebrew children spoke to God. And God spoke to the fire. My brother, my sister, you can do the same. What, what can resist his power and his voice? And the wind went, and while they were still bowing there, the worshippers of the fish god, resting in the shores of Nineveh, the great city. They see the water move. And this time, they were expecting the tail to come up. It was not the tail, it was the head now. And they say, ladies and gentlemen, today our God now is something else. Amen. Oh, why they watched and wondered what's happening? Oh, this creature of God suddenly feels nauseated. It feels like vomiting. It could never vomit Jonah anywhere else except at the right place. And it just was, oh, oh, and then out zooms out an object. And I can imagine Jonah in the air spinning, swinging like a tire. Out. And when he lands, he lands like this, and he says. And he says, repent or perish. <laughs> in 40 days, the will be overthrown. He was preaching the end of Nineveh message. That was the end time message for Nineveh. Oh, there was such a great repentance. The people and the animals went on a fast if you read the scriptures. Well. So respond while he's still talking. <laughs> Don't wait for a whale of circumstances. Uh, God knows how to channel us into his perfect will. Even by circumstances at times. Amen. Bless him in the name of the Lord. I bow where it goes. Send the Lord wonderful. You know, the fivefold ministry works like as in Conversation. Like when you read in the scriptures, the Bible will tell you that if the arrow of Hazael misses him, the arrow of Hazael, if it misses the, Hazael, the target, the arrow of Elijah, Elisha will not miss him. If Elisha misses him, it says Jehu will not miss him. And now we know Elisha was a prophet. Jehu the prophet says, Jehu the evangelist. <laughs> Amen. So you have about uh, uh, five fold ministry. You have five people, you know, with with 
there are arrows and swords. And the enemy in the center there. So if the evangelist misses him, the teacher won't miss him. If the teacher misses him, the apostle won't miss him. If the apostle misses him, the pastor won't miss him. So there's no hiding place for the devil. Because all of us, we know our common enemy is the devil himself. That's why when it comes to the gospel, all we try to do is to bring down the kingdom of Satan and to build the kingdom of heaven. Because our enemy is not this brother or this sister or this church or that church. Our enemy is Satan himself. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you'd led for the great conqueror in the form of Jesus Christ. I believe it must be the words of Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister of Britain during the Second World War. He says, he said, I will defeat Hitler in the air. I will defeat him in the sea. And in the land will I finish him. And we thank God. Jesus defeated him, Satan in heaven. He defeated, he defeated him on earth. And in hell did he finish him. And came out with the keys of death, hell and the grave. And said, behold, I live forevermore. I am he that was dead, but now is alive. The prophet says, in normal life, it should be, I am he that was alive, now I am dead. But he says, but with this one, when we read the church ages, says, with this one, he says, I am he that was dead, but now I am alive and alive forevermore. Amen. Great conqueror, mighty conqueror. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Uh, at this time, bless his card. Shall we stand to our feet? I wish we could sing this song that says, uh, I, I had it been sung in the morning. Uh, I just love the song. I don't know if, if, we, if we can, but I can't lead it because I'm not a musician. I must not have a Someone can help us with that song.
Exodus 14, Exodus 14. Exodus 14, what did I Verse 10, verse 10, up to 12. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and Behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone and that we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness? watch this then we go to Joshua chapter 1 Joshua chapter 1 Joshua chapter 1 says in verse 10 uh, verse 10 Joshua 1 verse 10 then Joshua commanded the officers of the people say pass through the host of the people say prepare ye vic- you victuals for within 3 days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it now he had the response of the people when they are instructed under Joshua under the Joshua commission and they answered Joshua saying all that thou commandest us we will do and whithersoever thou sentest us we will go let's pray Father we stand in the shadow of your grace and your mercy not asking for your justice because none of us will be able to stand but Father God, thanking you for your mercy that rewrote our lives Amen. when we are lost and undone without hope, without God in the world. Father God, your word has been read. And Father God, all the gifts will cease. Prophecy, tongues, the preaching will cease. Amen. Heavens and the earth will pass away, but your word shall ever remain standing. Amen. We pray, Father God, may you give us some, something that can help our faith 
in our Christian walk in this journey. Because, Father, we know the enemy is so real. But we thank you that you, as our God, you are also even more real to us. Amen. We pray, bless your people through the preaching of your word. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated, brothers and sisters. Uh, we, we are still on the subject of the borders and the landmarks of our inheritance. But this afternoon, we, we want to compare people under the Moses Commission and people under the Joshua Commission their attitude towards the promise and their reactions on their journey towards different circumstances. Because it's only when you understand that you'll be able to understand why many did not make it and why also others made it. It was their attitude and their approach to the promise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now the prophet of God tells us there are three exoduses. The first exodus God took a nation out of a nation. The second exodus God takes a church out of a nation. The third exodus God takes the bride out of the church. Now, he tells us in the first Exodus, because as we are in the third Exodus, and whatever happened in the first Exodus and the second Exodus can repeat itself in the third Exodus. That's why if we want to understand our approach to our inheritance, we have got to go back in the first Exodus. And maybe if we have time into the second Exodus, so that we can be able to walk circumspectly towards our inheritance. Now, the prophet of God tells us that the journey from Egypt to Canaan by foot, it was supposed to be three days. Walking three days. That's roughly maybe 150 kilometers. By serious walking foot. Says by car, one and a half hours. From here, probably to Johannesburg. And they would have arrived. But now, why? We should look at what made a three days journey to become 40 years. What stretched it so long? It became instead of three days, it became 14,400 days. Which becomes 40 years. Instead of one and a half hours, it becomes close to half a million hours. 345,600 hours. Amen. 345,600 hours. Which is 40, 40 years. Instead of one and a half. What made such a, a near place so far? It has something to do with their approach to their inheritance. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
My brother, my sister, the promises of God are within your reach. If you want salvation, it's within your reach. If you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's within your reach. If you want healing, it's within your reach. But sometimes, such a near promise can become so far. What makes it, makes it to be so far while yeah. it's so in the end? It's our attitude and approach. Attitude to put it Amen. You want to trounce on the devil today. <laughs> Let me read for you this quote. The end time Elijah. Message speaking about our attitude. Now he says in the message, Jehovah Jireh preached in California, San Fernando in 1955. Says, and if you take the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God, it will bring it to pass. Remember, don't forget it. If you personally, you can take the right mental attitude towards any divine promises, it will bring it to pass in your life. Now remember, the land was so real. As we saw in the morning, it had landmarks and it had borders and so on. But they took 40 years to reach there, yet it was a real place and it was so near. Approach and attitude. The prophet of God in another message, blind by Timia, says, and there's, there's an approach you've got to come to God through. If you come to the gift of God, you've got to come with the right mental attitude. You've got to come with the right approach or else you'll receive nothing from God. That's why in any church, there's people, they come to maybe the pastor or deacons, they have a situation they are prayed for and they believe God has heard the prayer of their pastor or their deacons and the situation is, is diffused. But then there are others uh, they never see, they just see human beings. Amen. Amen. And they will sit with all their situations because as far as they are concerned Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. It's to do with approach and attitude. Now, brother Branham says, in order to see God in your brother and your sister, he has to be in you first. Then he takes your eyes and he looks and he sees himself and your fellow brother and sister in the body of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when he's not in you, you will not see him in your brother or your sister. It's a fact. Right approach and attitude towards the promise brings it to pass. Right approach to any of God's gifts 
brings it to pass. That's why we should not become too common to each other. We should, when a brother sins or sister stands here and sins, we should expect to hear the Lord uh, kind of uh, ministering to us through a song. No matter whether you grew up with a person and you know as children you used to kick ball like this, you used to steal sugar together or whatever before you became Christian. put that away. Say, Lord, this is your child. I'm going to be blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whether it's a brother that maybe God raises up to preach one day and maybe you grew up together and you know how he was, how he used to pitch pocket people's pants in school, but God has changed his life. Don't allow the devil to say, what about that penny stole that time when he was here? You must say, Lord, that is your servant now. I believe, Lord, I'm going to hear from your throne. You're going to speak to my heart today through your child. My brother, my sister, it will always become a blessing. That song that is sung, it will touch your heart. That that little message preached by that brother who is beginning to preach will touch your heart. Approach and your attitude is right towards it. Now, watch Brother Branham in Switzerland. He says, You Swiss people, I can see you think this is witchcraft because you have not been taught right about the supernatural. You think this is witchcraft. And he cannot do much. Because as far as they are concerned, this is magic. And God cannot do much. That was their approach and their attitude. Towards what God was doing, towards God's gift. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But when he came to South Africa, watch what happened in Deben. The people might have been heathens, but when they saw God move, oh, my brother, it changed their attitude. Until they began to say, no matter whether we don't understand English or whatever, but God is working through this ministry. And through designing one person, he tells you, 30,000 people receive their healing instantly. It was to do with their approach and their attitude towards the gift that God sent to the generation. But in America, he says, hey, it's hard for them to respond at that time. It's approach and attitude. May God help us. Because brothers and sisters, when you testify, you meet people who, are, who have spiritual xenophobia. Here, like the Samaritan woman, she had some xenophobia. I am a Samaritan, you are a Jew. As far as we are concerned, no dealings here. Race is race and tribal issues. 
Yes. 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 And then uh, look at the way it made flesh, how it approached that woman to untangle her out of that attitude. He began to talk about living waters. Because they are at the well. He talks about water at the well. Living waters. He could have argued with her and said, Woman, you have no business to fetch water from this well of Jacob because Jacob is my grandfather. He could have gone political about it. But he chose not to. The word made flesh does not become political. The word made flesh has a way of approach to the people. And he began to talk to her about living waters. If you know who you had been talking to, you would have asked from me living waters. She says, from saying Jew, he says, Sir, but you have nothing to fetch this water with. You see, she's getting changed slowly, untangled out of her bed, attitude. by the word made flesh. And the word made flesh in you, when you testify, you find people that have been cheated in churches, crooked in churches. Their families have been broken in churches. And some of them have locked in that position like a Samaritan woman. They have religious xenophobia. They don't want to hear anything about church, about God. Because a man lost his wife in church. A man lost all his money in church. A man lost his house in church. And they are locked in that position. But the way it made flesh in you can untangle them out. Slow but sure. And then Jesus begins to talk to her and say and began to say, Go call your husband. Says, I don't have any. Though she was a weak, uh, immoral, but there was some. some some, some gem of God in her. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Though she was not living right, but there was an ability to tell the truth in her. Then she said, what? I don't have any husband. Hallelujah. Says you have told the truth. For you have had five already and the one you are living with is not yours. Hey, some people for a pastor to tell them that. You, you must be wearing a helmet and you must have a shield. Eh? Because as soon as you finish that sentence, <laughs> you are on the floor. <laughs> Amen. She never punched Jesus. He never beat her with the teeth. She never shouted some bad words to us. That's nothing but the truth. I perceive you a prophet. From saying he's a Jew, then then now a prophet. Revelation is progressive. Then he says, what? And then they talk further. Says, but sir, though I perceive you are a prophet, we know when the Messiah, which is called the Christ, comes, he shall tell us all things. But who are you? Are you his prophet? In her state of life, there was some knowledge of it. 
when the Messiah which is called Christ comes he will tell them all oh and when Christ comes into your heart my brother he can tell you all things then he says, who are you? He says, I that speaketh unto you, I am he. That's an experience. Amen. She, she dropped her water pot. Because Jesus had said to her, he that drinketh from this fountain, this water of Jacob, shall thirst again and come back here again. But he that drinks the water that I give, shall never thirst again. It was two wells standing next to each other. The well of Jacob, the well of living waters. She chose the right way. She chose to drink from the well of living waters. She had to leave her pot there. She left the bucket once and for all and went to tell others this is the Christ. After saying Jew, along the way, sir, then prophet, then Christ. Oh, this religious xenophobia was gone. May God help us that the word may become flesh in us. Because there are many of God's children waiting out there to hear the gospel. But some of them are exactly in that state like that. Because of their unfortunate experiences of the past. Right approach will bring every promise to pass. Now, let's quickly just take a, a fast uh, track uh, journey through the Bible quickly. Uh, is, there the, if, is there a brother who projects, uh, who can just help us project the scriptures quickly? Now, watch at the Red Sea there. Look at the people under Moses. Watch their the prophet says it was God leading them up to that sea. It was God leading them. They were on God-ordained way. But right in front of them, problem number one, sea. Problem number two, coming behind Pharaoh. Problem number three, the mountains on the side. They were sandwiched between trouble. But it was God leading the way. He did not want them to go through that uh, one and a half, uh, three days journey lest they fail to see his greatness. By this time, they had seen plagues. Jesus. Things spoken into existence, fleas, darkness, what attended to blood, they had seen those things. Here comes a problem. You would expect them to say, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. There's a reason why he has brought us to this point. We are about to see a display of his great. But when they see Pharaoh coming, they lift up their voice. They cry to God. But their cry is actually a complaint. So while they are coming out, they are murmuring already. Moses, were there no enough graves? We told us, told you, leave us alone. So concerned about death. 
Like sometimes people come to us as pastors. If I come to your church and, and become part of it, will you bury me when I die? And we tell them, our church is not a burial society. Yes, we'll bury you, but with no Christ, you will not go to heaven. Amen. But the reason why you should come to church is because you want to experience Christ and the power of his resurrection. And then, you know, while they are standing there, let me just dramatize the Red Sea, the way Brother Branham dramatizes it in different messages so that we can quickly then compress the rest of the country. Now we watch them there and they, they are confused now. They wonder what's going to happen. But God is watching from above. His eye is on the sparrow. When it comes to the book of Revelation to the seven churches of Asia, he keeps on saying, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know your tribulation. I know what you go through. God knows he's watching. From a vantage point he sees what you go through, my brother, my sister. And him watching at them about and I can imagine the skeptics like Death and Korah and Abiram. Yo, Moses! Moses! You are just presuming yeah, you're just a human being who likes adventure. You're experimenting with our lives. You think we are guinea pigs? But Moses knew. Moses was. He had met God at the beginning. He knew his commission. And he knew God was bound to carry them through. For God never said, I'll take you up to the Red Sea. He says, I am going to redeem your back. To the land of your fathers. Where you originate from. So the Red Sea is not Canaan. And in this journey, my brother, any trouble you meet, and the enemy tries to tell you, quit. Give up on the Lord. Tell him, no, I don't. Because uh, God is taking me all the way until I am restored back to that sonship. Until I'm back into the position that Adam was in before the fall of man. I won't settle. I won't stop until I have reached my destination. I won't stop until I have reached my adoption. Now the Lord watching Moses stands there and says be still, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When Egyptians whom we have seen today you shall see them forever. It's like they are not seeing the same situation. But faith Faith, my brother, my sister. You can look at the same situation, but you respond differently from the one who, is, who doesn't have faith. Amen. 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 Moses points at the Red Sea. 
God brings them mighty wind. Rocks the water. Dries the ground instant. He's an unusual God who works in unusual ways. And the way was enough. And those that cared to do a bit of uh, examining the area where they crossed, they some, somehow some archaeological evidence proved that about six rows of people could cross there. It was wide enough for them. Whether they had donkey chariots, their luggage, and everything. It was not like a way where they had to squeeze like sideways like this. God made the waters to become a wall unto the waters, according to the book of Psalms. Who among us, if we are building a dam? can make water to become a wall unto the world. Who is like unto our God? For our rock is not like their rock. Our enemies are also witnesses of it. Our rock is not like their rock. The waters became a wall unto the world. God opened problem number one. To solve the other problem which was coming behind. To sort out Pharaoh's army. Open this one. They go in. I can imagine the doubters. Although there's a way here, we don't trust this Moses guy. Maybe this is just a way of massacring all of us once. To make all the Hebrews extinct. I can imagine them saying, ah, let Moses and others go in front. I can imagine Dathan and Korah, you know, keeping the back. And others going. You know, doubters, when God has made a way, they always assume that it's not the way God has made. They always assume the waters will collapse here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And now, my brother, my sister, I can picture and imagine the waters. Because Brother Branham says they stood still. And a signal was sent to heaven. And heaven responded. And their trouble stood still for them. It was like the water did a DNA test. Examined the bloodline of those who are passing. And it says these are the children of Abraham. I shall not do them any harm. And stood there giving them a standing ovation. So looking at them as they were passing. Moses and Israel going. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the last one crossed. And before the last one crossed us, Pharaoh and his army said, hey, a way has been made for us. You know, a hardened heart sometimes is not even moved by the supernatural. You know, think, think of Balaam. A donkey speaks to him. He replies it like he's talking to a human being. Because his heart is hardened, he wants money and he wants compassion. I believe if it were you and I, a donkey speaking in a human language, you'd have jumped out and run like a madman. But here's the donkey saying, Oh, my man. Or maybe in Shona it said, Murukwenda Kupimangwana Shamuari Wangu. Amen. And then he replies, Yeah, move. Move, you're wasting my time. Speaking to a donkey. Hadn't that. 
Look at the, the times of Noah. When they saw animals coming two by two, one male, one female, no polygon. One male, one female. To the ark. That should have moved the people. They should have said, we don't understand this flood doctrine of Noah. But this might be the finger of God. Let us arise and go to the ark. But they began to mock him. They say, oh, he's using juju. He's using muti to call the animals into the ark. This is witchcraft. Hardened hearts. Sometimes they are not moved by the supernatural. That's why they end up blaspheming before God. And Pharaoh's army, when they saw that way open and the water's being a wall unto the water. I believe they should have just turned their backs and said, Here, we don't understand this. What is the chemistry of this miracle? <laughs> let us return. Gentlemen, let's go back. Let's give up. Now, Brother Branham says, when you are in Christ, you are beyond the devil's reach. He can stretch his hand, but he won't get to where you are. Says for him to reach where you are, he has got to repent. He has got to be justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And by that time, when he arrives where you are, he's your fellow brother. Amen. Amen. Now Pharaoh thought he could reach them. Now watch, what follows them is what they came out of. Have you realized in your own life the spirits that tried to follow you as the ones that you came out of? If you are a smoker, before you really got properly born again, before you received a chain, while you are still in justification state, when you see a cigarette, your legs almost. <laughs> start carrying you towards it amen if you are a drinker see half a bottle half beer in a bottle saliva starts dripping in your mouth that's what you came out of it's trying to follow you but my brother my sister if you are determined to follow Christ you are beyond the devil's reach Pharaoh cannot reach you and receive you so Pharaoh says gentlemen go in follow them bring them back we want more bricks we want to build more cities now the last Hebrew crosses the other side. And these ones are right in the middle. Now remember problem number one is open giving a, a salute to Israel. Problem number two is inside problem number one now. Right in the middle. Amen. And then the last Jew Hebrew crosses. It's like the water did another DNA test. Stand very fast. The water saying, Adam, we know. Adam, Noah, we know. Abraham, we know. Isaac, we know. 
Joseph we know. Joseph as yamaz. Moses we know. Moses yamaz. Jacob we know. Jacob as yamaz. Who are you? The waters covered them. Yamaz, the waters fell. And then they crossed to the other side. Miriam took a tambourine. And they began to sing a new song. They said, "Great is our God." Yes, and the rider has he overtaken? Usmobel. New song. Completely, it was not in any hymn book. It was a testimony of the greatest power. Now you would assume after this incident, after this miracle, after this display of the greatness of the power of God, they will not doubt him anymore. They assume so. Let's go and check them three days after crossing the race. Quickly, let's go through those scriptures. Brother, give us. Exodus chapter 15 they crossed in 14 now we are at 15 chapter 15 Bawele. quickly let's look at that quickly we are seeing people under Moses their approach and attitude and the people under Joshua it's very different those people inherited the promise where you send us, whatever you command us we shall do where you send us we shall go that's the kind that enters into Canaan let's see chapter chapter 15 of Exodus quickly we just take a quick marathon through a few scriptures a few quotes of the prophet chapter 14 and we are reading we are now at chapter 15 and we are now at verse 23 chapter 15 is uh, verse 23 or rather 22 first 22 of chapter 15 so moses brought israel from the red sea and they went out into the wilderness of shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water amen So from the Red Sea to that wilderness three days. Then they find no water. Problem. What do you expect from them? To start seeing a song of victory in advance. Yes. Another miracle in the making. God is going to do something. But watch them. And, and if you just hold that chapter and we couple it up with, uh, I believe it must be Deuteronomy 8. Let's see why God took them through those situations. While you are holding this chapter, let's quickly go to Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8. Verse verse 2 down going downwards Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 going downwards and thou shall remember all the way which the Lord God led this thee this 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee to prove thee to know what was in their in thine heart whether thou would escape his commandments or no so God was taking them through those situations to humble them to prove them to know what was in their hearts so they were being tested on their journey to possessing their inheritance watch their reaction to their test and trial and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger fed thee with manna which thou knowest not neither did thy fathers know that He might make thee to know that man does not live by bread only but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God doth man live. Amen. So Jesus was quoting this scripture. Thy raiment was not old upon thee. Now remember in the in the communion message brother Branham says their clothes never wore out. Now that thy foot soil this 40 years. 
That was the reason why he took them through that change. That, that that route. Route. We go back to, 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 to Exodus. 15. 15. Amen. No water. It's three days after they saw the great power of God. Let's see their reaction. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara for they were bitter. Therefore called the name of it Mara. Amen. And the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Now the waters of Mara is bitter. Because Mara means bitter. Mara, I think they say it's connected even the way the name Mary is along the same line. Amen. And they cry, he cried to the Lord. Amen. Now realize the people are murmuring against Moses saying, what shall we drink? But they saw their God open the Red Sea. They were supposed to relax. This is a very small thing. We have seen you do greater things. We shall not panic at this time. We will stand still and see your salvation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But they now scream at Moses. What shall we drink? Look at their attitude towards an exodus dispensational prophet. They are approaching him just like he's just a, a, a one of them, just he's nobody. But this is a man who has met God face to face. Who has spoken with God and has heard his voice. But now watch. When they cried, the solution was not far. God showed Moses a tree nearby. The tree was accessible. The tree was within his reach. They did not need to fly. Like these days people fly to a certain country in West Africa. Just to be laid hands on. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. No, we have a great physician who is near. You don't need to take a taxi to where he is. You don't need to take a flight to where he is. The solution is even around you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My brother, my sister, whatever you go through, God has given you the solution among yourselves. God gives you a pastor, he gives you deacons, he gives you ministers. And the solution is right there. If you have faith, blessed be the name of the Lord. And he took this tree, broke a little branch, threw it into, into bitter waters, and the bitter waters became sweet waters. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, isn't that a picture of the tree of life? When we partook from the tree of life, our bitter lives became sweet lives. And the tree of life was not far from us. It was accessible. It was within our reach. The solution is always nearby. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't look far. Have faith. Your faith takes you right into your solution where you are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, for, for, for years uh, we used to think the message in Botswana will spread. If we can have a great evangelist from coming from all over the world, you know, go across the desert. Amen. But along the way we discovered that. That 
we are wasting our time. Because God has placed us there for a purpose as believers. And that if we are waiting for someone, we are waiting for ourselves. We have to conquer self, move out of the way and let God have his will. God has not ordained angels to preach the gospel. God has not ordained donkeys to preach the gospel unless if you are Bala. <laughs> but he has ordained men to take the good news to fellow Don't underestimate what God has deposited in you. He has placed you for a purpose in Vidbank to take the message of life to the people around. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let's look quickly again. Exodus 16 quickly. Now it's salt, the water is sweet, it's wonderful. Maybe another song. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Now the water is wonderful. God bless you, Moses. <laughs> another problem comes in, in chapter 16. Chapter 16. Verse 1. They took their journey from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin which is between Elim and Sinai of the 15th day of the second month after they are departing out of the land of Egypt. This is month number two. And they have seen God do the great things. While they were in Egypt, when Moses said, let there be frogs, let there be fleas, they saw him at the Red Sea, they have seen him at the waters of Mara. Let's see them now here. What happens. By now we believe they should have now have no doubt that God will see them through. The Bible says, after they are departing out of uh, yes, the verse 2, and the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said, would to God that we died in the land of Egypt. By the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, where we sat by the flesh pot, and when we did eat bread to the full, for you have brought us forth into this wilderness, to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They are so much in the flesh that all they can think of is the flesh pots of Egypt. And how they ate bread to the full. Now you have brought us to kill us with hunger. They are behaving like they came out of Egypt at knife point or gun point. As if Moses was saying, all of you get out. It's like they did not choose to go out. It's like they've been forced to believe. I believe in this journey we should not behave like we are forced to come into this message. I believe we should not behave like serving God is misery. Blessed be the name of the Lord, but we should serve Him with joy in our hearts, coming to the fullest all the time. For we have not been coerced. We have not been cajoled into this journey. But my brother, my sister, it was a pool within. Something said, come follow me. And I could not resist it. But now they are 
now they behave like Moses just bundled them in a bag like they are cats. Everything they have to blame Moses. Now they saw God open the sea, they see God change bitter waters to uh, to, to sweet waters. Manna did not fall in Syria. It did not fall in Moab. It did not fall anywhere. As they journeyed, their food was following them and following wherever they were. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whatever condition you go through, my brother, my sister, God brings the solution where you are. He brings it to your home. He brings it to your workplace. He brings it to your individual life. For he says, if my people call upon my name, I shall hear from heaven and I shall heal their land. He hears in heaven, but the solution is in the land where people are. Have faith in God. In this manner, they woke up, they say, what's this? Mana, what's this? That's what mana, the word mana appears to mean, what's this? It, it was such a, 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 a new phenomenon until they were all saying what's this oh, if you trust in God and you have a situation you call upon his name you can turn around the situation until even yourself you can say what's this I have seen him but not in this manner until you speak like the book of Mark chapter 2 when it says when they saw the, the men rise up and walk they said we have never seen it in this fashion we have seen God but not in this fashion he is able my brother my sister don't fear for your journey he that called you is able to carry you all the way Faith is the substance, is, the, is to believe things not yet seen. Faith has no contract with repetition. The whole of Hebrews 11, if you read it, there's no repetition. Eh? You hear about the rapture of Enoch, but you don't hear about the rapture of Elijah in, in, in Hebrews 11. You hear about the opening of the Red Sea, you don't hear about the opening of Jordan in Hebrews Every time it was something new. Amen. Because faith can do different things. Amen. And God can do for you what he did for others. But he is not trying to do it for you what he did for others. Your situation can be different from the rest. Faith has no contract with repetition. Faith can make you to receive something. Where you stand and say, Mama, what's this? I have not seen it in this fashion. That's what faith can do. Have faith in God. We are in an exodus, brothers and sisters. Oh, there's many obstacles on the way. Now, we are taking a journey with Israel. We are like observers on their side. But we are not behaving like them. Eh? Now we see when they were in Egypt. 
Now by this time they are becoming professional mamaras. Around the way you will pick it up, they become champion mamaras. And I believe they qualify to be called mamarites. At the end of the journey there, so when Moses died, they had now become mamarites. Can you tell me what parasites, They became mamarites. <laughs> In this journey, my brother, don't ever become a mamarite. <laughs> oh, when trouble knocks at your doorstep, <laughs> you will say, this is an opportunity <laughs> for me to see God <laughs> more than I ever saw him before. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because the mama means to complain against God unjustly. God knows what he's doing. He's leading. Just follow. He's a guide who is who knows his way. And all those who follow that guide, they arrived at the right destination. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, where it goes. Hold on to the lifeline. Don't let it go. Through the waters. Through the rocks. Through rivers. Through forests. Don't let go of that lifeline. You will arrive at the right destination. Mm. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now that's uh, chapter 17. Chapter 17. We are watching the Sbapegi. Chapter 17 of Exodus. Chapter 17. Uh, we won't be long. We'll be finishing shortly. Verse 1, the Bible says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Now remember, Mara, it was bitter water. Here, there's no water. So now by this time, you expect them to sing a song of victory now. You expect them to be saying, this is like heaven to me. This is like heaven to me. He will do it again. He will do it again. Just take a look at where you have been. I may not know how I may not know when I can do it again. You expect them to be singing. This time, but let's watch them again. Moses' church. The Bible says in verse 2, and wherefore the people did chide with Moses and say, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses. And said, Wherefore hast thou brought us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Again. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? For they be almost ready to stone me. 
They were not only chiding, because to chide means to quarrel. They were ready to stone the Exodus dispensational prophet. My brother, may be it, may God help us. Never to stone Elijah in his message. May we never chide with the message of the hour. But may we believe the message of God. With all our hearts. The solution again was near. God said, Moses, turn around. There's the rock. Strike it. What all come from? It was within the reach of Moses. It was accessible. The solution was even where they were. That's how God works, my brother, my sister. Wherever you go through, call upon his name. The solution is right where you are all the time. Amen. And the water came forth. They drank. And you'll think, ah, now it's over. It's okay. Let's go to Numbers 11. Yeah. Now they are now professional mammaras. They are acquiring the title of mammarites. Numbers chapter 11. We see them on this chapter. Numbers 11. Numbers 11. Verse 4. Verse 4. And the mixed multitude that was among and the mixed multitude that was among them fell elastic. The children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? There are so much in flesh. Eh? They cried when there was no food. God gave them manna. Now they are eating manna. They should be quiet. Who shall give us? Flesh to eat and they are crying. They never cry in their prayer. But now when they think of flesh, meat of Egypt, they cry. That's five. That's five. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. The cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onion. And the garlic. Hey, what a menu. They can recite the menu of Egypt by memory. Their minds are still stuck in Egypt. Although they are out of Egypt physically, Egypt is still inside them. Sometimes we are out of the world, but the world is still in us. Sometimes we are out of, out of denominations, but denomination still remains in you. It's one thing to take a drowning man out of the water. It's another to pump the water out of his stomach. When we come out of denomination, we have drunk denominational water so much until we have have a constipation. But the message begins to pump denomination out of us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, they know more about Egypt than God of Israel. They say, but now our soul is dried away. They are even bringing the soul into their food. There's nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. <laughs> we are in an exodus, my brother, my 
Sometimes we can laugh at this. Das ist and sometimes yet we can behave like they behave. This is the kind that never entered into Canaan. The ones that entered into Canaan as Joshua and Caleb they had a different approach, they had a different attitude. Moses, wherever, Joshua, wherever you sent us, we shall go. All you command us, we shall do. That's the kind that enters into the land of promise. Are we following them, brothers and sisters? Numbers 14. Numbers 14. We are about to arrive there. Now remember in chapter 13 of Numbers, a report was brought about the land. And the other spies said, no, it's not possible for us to inherit the The giants are there. The walls are high. We saw the sons of Anak that came of the giants. They knew the genealogy of the giants. They knew more about the enemy more than about their God. And about we should not know more about Satan than our God. Amen. Amen. No matter how powerful the devil thinks he is, our God is more powerful than him. My brother, my sister. The devil is a hard worker. He never goes on leave. No compassionate leave, no maternity leave. No compassionate leave, no maternity leave. No sick leave. No sick leave. Nothing. 24 hours a day he's on duty. 24 hours. Seven days away, a week he's on duty. Twelve months a year he's on duty. Fifty-two weekends in a year he's on duty. Three hundred and sixty-five and a quarter day he's on duty. Even while we are asleep he's waking. But we thank God. Our five-star general. He never slumbers. Amen. He never slumbers. Jesus. Never slumbers. Amen. He's always watching over us. He keeps the enemy at bay even when we are asleep. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now they give this report. Instead of telling the people how fat the land was and they came with the fruits of the land. The fruits of the land is not the land. So don't enter the fruits of the land, tasting the powers of the world to come and end there. Cross into Canaan, where the fruits came from. Don't stop at Kadesh Barnea, where you can see the inheritance across the river. Say, oh, it's wonderful. I see the mountains. I see this and turn back again. Cross into your inheritance. Now they come back. I can imagine when they are there spying the land. Measuring tape. Uh, they were all eight meters. Eight meters. They come to this man. It's a giant. Oh, by 2.8 meters. They go to his shoe. But he will wear size 32. <laughs> size 32. Special designer designers specially designed shoes. They put him on a scale. A weight scale. This thing the needle for counting goes. 
Le loup d'une bénédiction. They steal the people. They say, let us go up at once. For we are able to overcome and possess our inheritance. Let us go up at once. We are on a way that's winding up. Yes. But the bad report. Brother Branham says spirits are planted by words. It brought the spirit of backsliding upon the listeners. The Bible says now in Numbers 14. That's one. And all the congregation lifted up. This is after they had the report. All the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Hey, when you read here and you enter, you think it was a powerful all-night service, all-night prayer meeting. All the congregation lifted up, not their voices, their voice in one accord. And the people cried and wept that night. If you stop and say, praise God, what a prayer meeting. Read the next verse to hear what kind of prayer meeting they were having. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and I against Aaron. And the whole congregation said, would God that we died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we died in the wilderness? Wherefore hath the Lord brought us out of this, unto this land to fall by the sword, and our wives and our children should be prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? Oh. Hey, what a prayer meeting. They said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. They don't say let us make ourselves a prophet. But uh, they know a prophet will say forward ever. But they know a captain can return them. And I would like to highlight this night that anyone who tries to return us away from the message back to the things we came out of back to the world we came out of the Bible calls them a captain. Was the message of Elijah's forward ever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. By this time, they are champion Mamaras. Then, when you go to chapter 16 of Numbers, well, I'll summarize that one quickly. Now, when Dathan Korabiram rose up against Moses, then God opened the earth, swallowed Korah and his company. We are aware that Korah was more like a cousin of Moses. He was from the same tribe. And if you follow the genealogy, he's more like a cousin to Moses and Aaron. And Moses says, but you, Korah, you're already a, a Levite. What more do you want? The priesthood. 
He was envying Aaron's position when you follow it properly in the scriptures. But he makes it like nothing is waking out. But all the time he has an ambition. There's a difference between an ambition and a calling. There are two different things. The other one is God that does it. The other one is the person himself. The Bible says a gift maketh way for the man. But if it's not a gift, the man makes way for the gift. Tries to make way for the gift. So the man has to really fight. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Blessed be the name of the Lord. But when it's a calling and a gift in the man, it makes way for the man and brings him before the king. Whatever God has ordained you to be, my brother, my sister, you shall be what God has ordained you to be. That's how it works. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So God becomes the grave digger. Opens the earth. They fall in. God closes. Special funeral. There's no one walking in front of a coffin saying words that he doesn't know what he's saying at time. Amen. Amen. Sometimes they even say things which are contrary to the Bible. <laughs> this is saying, the Lord said he will come and take us one by one, even as this one we are bearing today. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they are even complaining, Marana, really, why uh, is this family, there's always a funeral every three months? <laughs> Ah, you should listen to what they say properly. <laughs> they say things that many times contradict this. <laughs> there was no one walking in front of the coffin. There was no funeral. There was no pallbearers. God himself did the job. Express executive decision. Amen. And the Bible says the people bowed and cried, God forgive us. And they fled. They said, oh, lest the earth swallows us also. The following day, the Bible says, they murmured against Moses and Aaron. said, you have killed the people of the Lord. Did Moses open up the earth? No. Did he push them in? No. Did he close the earth? No. Now they have become Mamarites. Champions. That everything they have to blame most. This kind cannot enter into Canaan. Blessed be the name of the Lord. May the Lord just help us. Then one time it comes even into Moses' family. Aaron and Miriam. Speaks against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman that he married. It has become a disease in that Exodus, in that journey. That's why God said, They said they were like grasshoppers. But we And what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Their confession was, We are like grasshoppers. They perished like grasshoppers in the wilderness. And only Caleb and a new generation, Caleb and Joshua, and a new generation, were able to cross. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let's come quickly to the Joshua side, just quickly. Now watch with Joshua. 
The people come under his commission. Moses was to take them out. Joshua to take them in. And Joshua, Joshua, instructs them. They say, all you commanders, we shall do wherever you send us, we shall go. Now watch them when they come to the situation of Akan. Which I believe is in Joshua 6, if I remember well. Akan has sinned and a punishment befalls the whole of Israel. Imagine if it was Moses and the generation under him. Joshua falls upon his face. The Bible says, and the elders of Israel with him. They go on prayer together. It's no longer just Joshua alone. But the church is getting involved. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They are co-workers with Joshua. In Joshua. And then they see, Joshua says, Come! Tribe by tribe, family by family. Even was the people under Moses, with the mentality of sin, but they said, no, we are not coming. What for? But these ones, they obediently come. And the Lord falls upon Akan. And I can now begin to repent. Oh, I'm sorry. Repentance of convenience. Eh? It's, a, it's a technical repentance. An apology for the sake of progress. Eh? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, men of God. I have sinned against heaven. Joshua says, All Israel told him. Why did I can make, you know, if it was today, make the deacons to sweat so much? 12 hours in a day, he can't admit he's wrong. Another five days, he can say, I am wrong. But suddenly now, when the Lord fingers him, he says, Oh, I'm sorry. This is not repentance. This is technical repentance. Stone him, amen. And if it was Joshua and Moses' time, they said, Oh, you stone him yourself, Moses. It's none of our business. You are the one who took us out. All our problems, you sort them out. But now the church under Joshua, the elders prayed with him. They stood with him. Israel, they all pick up stones. And they all solve the problem. My brother, my sister, you might not be a preacher, you might not be a deacon, you might not be a minister, but you have a role to play in this exercise. You have a role to play each one of us in the church of the living God. That when the enemy attacks the church of the living God, you can go on your knees and say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, I want to be part of the solution by prayer. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One time I was preaching in Vindhuk, Namibia, and this thought came to my mind. There are people that many times, uh, you know, churches have seasons. Yeah. Eh? Sometimes the church goes through a winter season. And then uh, it becomes cold. Shivering. You can't feel the presence of God the way you used to. A few things that happen, you know, like I've said, I've been pastoring for eight years. Go through those situations. Amen. 
So now there are people who are like migratory birds. Then these birds fly for a summer holiday at another church. That's when they land there, it's autumn. All is well, it's wonderful. After a while, winter strikes. They fly away for another summer holiday. After a year or two, another winter arrives there. They fly away to another summer holiday somewhere. But I believe my brother my sister, when we know who he has called us, no matter what can come in our families, no matter what can come and attack the church, attack us as individuals, we should be able to stand and say, Lord, I also need the winter to experience it. I know you'll carry us through. And when the battle is won, you can celebrate with a feeling. And say, yes, the Lord is great. God help us. Otherwise, you become an anti-message tourist. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So there's the soul of situation collectively then we see come to Jericho when Joshua says we go around Jericho all of us if it was the people under Moses they said you go alone you are the one who told us you met a bush that was burning there we were not in there how can it be then then without being consumed you are the one who claims to have knowledge. Go alone. Why does it need all of us? <laughs> Amen. But what Joshua says, we go around once a day. We don't hear them saying why. They just say how fast. Blessed <laughs> be the name of the Lord. When it comes to the seven days, let's go seven times. They don't say why seven times. They say we know God is working something. They go around seven times. And when they finish the seventh round, Joshua says, Shout for the Lord has given you the city. But the walls were still standing, my brother. But he says, Shout. Give the Lord praise for he has already given you the city. Don't wait until you are healed. But all the sickness is still there. Shout for the Lord has healed you. If you are looking for a job, if you are looking for a job, don't wait until you are called for an interview. Shout for the Lord has given you already. If you like to get married, don't wait until the number of brothers is more than sisters. And then you work with probability mathematics. Put away the calculator. Then you say, yeah, now. The chances are high. Hey, we are not talking about chances. We are talking about faith. Even when it appears like there's not enough brothers, you can shout and say, thank you, Lord. By faith you have given me a husband. By faith you have given me a wife. While the wall is still standing. God will bring it. Your confession to come to pass. God will come to pass. Amen. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
You can shout for the Lord has given you a feed bank. Amen. That every ground that you shall step upon, you shall possess. And reach out to the lost and die. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, quickly as we, we wind up, uh, let's just look at this. I just begin to the focus of people under Moses was their memories were stuck in Egypt all the time. And they talk all about his death and graves. Not much about Canaan. But under Joshua, the focus was Canaan. Their focus was crossing the river. Their focus was processing their inheritance. Under Moses, these people, they are an argumentative generation. Uh, Fault finding gen- generation. They could not be instructed. Even their language was funny. They could call a prophet of God Moses this Moses. Even as the Pharisees called Jesus, as for this fellow, you don't know where he is. Same language. These people behave as if they were forced to Moses to come out of Egypt. As if they are coming out at gunpoint. They were childish yet in their old age. They were behaving like spiritual teenagers. They behave as if they never knew Moses, neither his commission. They behave as if they were not in Egypt. When the third pool in the ministry of Moses was manifested, when he said, let there be fleas, let there be frogs, let there be darkness, they behaved as if they were not there to see it. They behaved as if they never saw the Red Sea open. They were a slothful generation. Lazy generation. Whereby Moses should do everything for them while they do nothing. If they crossed Jordan with that mentality, they were going to say, Moses, give us the land. Moses, show us the landmarks. Moses, drive the giants out. Moses, give us the old corn of the land. Moses, Moses, give us the water wells. Moses, build us houses. Moses, build us crops. That kind cannot enter into king. They are the kind that they want everybody to pray for them, but they pray for no one. They are the kind that wants everybody to visit them, but they visit no one. They are the kind that wants everybody to love them, but they, they love no one. That's the kind that can never enter into Canaan. We are in the message, we are in Christ to serve one another. We are in this message to love one another. It should not be one-way traffic. You have a part to play, my brother, my sister. They look at Moses as a man who took them out of Egypt and must ensure that all is well with them. He must do everything while they do nothing. They look at him as if he's a magician who should miraculously provide them with water and food and everything they have need of while they sit back and just criticize. That kind 
could not enter into kingdom. God have mercy. But under Joshua, Joshua, here they come. When you read Joshua 14, Caleb says, when they cross give me this mountain and I will drive the giants out. He felt he had a part to play. God was not going to garnish the, the build them houses and garnish and put the curtains and say walk in. Says, we must fight every inch of ground to possess what belongs to us. We have a part to play, my brother, my sister. Arise and possess your inheritance. This group under Joshua, they could be instructed. They spoke the possessor's language. Though they were born in the wilderness, most of them, they behaved as if they are the ones who initiated the exodus. They were young in age, but they behaved like spiritual adults. You know, sometimes someone can say I'm 30 years in the message, but he behaves like he's 30 days in the message. <laughs> so, age is compulsory, but maturity is optional. These people under Joshua, they behave as if they were with Moses at the burning bush. When God commissioned him in the burning bush experience. Oh, they have passion to go and possess the land Moses spoke about. Here we are, miles and miles away from Indiana Jeffersonville. Many years after the death of Elijah, the prophet of the end time. But we believe this message as if we were with Brother Brenham when the angel spoke to him and commissioned him. Yet we only read his books. That's the kind that enters into the land of heritage. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They behave as if they were in Egypt. When the third truth was manifested. But Moses said, let there be this, let there be that. They behave as if they saw the Red Sea open. They were action oriented. They were not reactive. They entered into Canaan. One tribe comes. Caleb, the leader of it, says, Give me this man. Come into Joshua, the Holy Ghost. The prophet says, Joshua is the Holy Ghost of the end time. Joshua, Caleb wants his mountain. He doesn't want Mount Ephraim. He doesn't want Mount Moab. My brother, my sister, you have your own mountain. You have your place. But come before the Joshua and say, Give me my mountain. I will drive the giants out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then the other seven tribes were slow and a bit slow. And when you come to Joshua 18, Joshua preaches a message. Probably we can title it Arise and Possess Your Inheritance. Says you are slow to act. You have crossed the river. Lord, take your possession. 
And he sent men out to go and study the land and describe it in a book. They came back with the book. The Bible says the, the book was in seven parts. Because the seven tribes were here to be positioned. And then he began to give the remaining seven tribes according to the book. Amen. Seven parts in a book, amen. These people had the inheritance mentality like Ezra's people. They looked at Joshua as a man who is a leader. Let them follow, but they are co-workers with him in the kingdom. They felt they had a role to play. Why they had to fight off the giants from their inheritance? They were not players. They were spectators. They were not spectators. They were players in the exodus. Don't be a spectator in this journey. You have a role to play, my brother, my sister. Oh, those are the kind that enters into Canaan. Someone who says, no, I want to go to church early. I want to go and pray for the service. I want to go and sweep the church. I want to go and dust the church. It looks very small, my brother. That kind of mentality is what they had. Those that entered into that land. They were not wheelbarrows. A wheelbarrow goes as far as you push it. Where you leave it, you'll find it there after 10 years, it will still be there. But they were like automatic machines. They knew who had called them. But these ones under Moses, they did not care. You know, when we don't care whether the promise happens or not, still is not essential. Double-minded Egypt, what, what? And you think Malachi 4 was just presuming? You think it's impossible to, for the promise to come to pass? You cannot enter in. But finally, brothers and sisters, this one, I think we need to read it. Let's be close. Joshua 17 quickly. Joshua 17. Moshe. Sorry. Sorry, excuse me. Joshua 17. Joshua 17. And we close with that one. We have many codes to read, but I think I've got a say here. Joshua 17, verse 14. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and portion to inherit? See, you are my great people, for as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto. And then, verse 15, Moses answered, Joshua answers. Joshua answered them, said, If thou be a great people, get thee up to the good country, and cut down for thyself. There in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim is too narrow, be too narrow for thee. Now realize, he says, go there and cut for thyself. Those who were with Moses, they say, go and cut for us. Now tonight, my brother, my sister, your inheritance is before you. If you want salvation, cut for thyself. If you want peace, cut for thyself. If you want joy, cut for thyself. If you want rest, Cut for thyself. If you want the Holy Ghost, cut for thyself. If you want the love of God, cut for thyself. If you want healing, cut for thyself. That's the kind that enters into Canaan. May God bless you richly as the pastor comes forward.
God bless you richly until we meet again. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, we come to you in worship. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, Lord, we lift up Elohim, how I love to worship you. Elohim, Elohim, how I love to worship you. Lord, we come in worship no matter what the circumstances no matter what the situation Lord we lift up holy hand oh
Because God has spoken. How many believe God has spoken? You can't change it. You can't rearrange it. Believe it as it is. Because God has spoken.
Tulu comes. Yes, you wrap up in prayer. Steady, but if she can say, Be still and know that I'm God. Amen. How many are blessed today? Check your attitude. Just, have you seen that he read the same quote that we read last week? Remember the code? Maybe Brabant's on desktop or get to the file attitude. And let's bring the slide, let's read it together before we pray. If you can believe that, it's an answer for every sphere of your life. Your attitude can make you conquer giants in your workplace. And here's something as a parting shot. Whenever you see a giant, you must know that it's a sign of your promotion. Goliath was a sign that David was ready. Can we read the quotation? That is on the screen. The right mental attitude towards any divine or the promise of God will bring it to pass. Believe it. Don't rearrange it. Don't change it. Believe it. As the brother comes.
close our eyes, I just want to share a testimony. When we came this evening to the service, my little daughter wasn't feeling well. Amen. I tapped my wife and said, is she feeling well? She said she's not well at all. As the pastor was preaching, she just began to jump. Amen. Amen. She was prepared to jump and she's healed. Amen. Amen. I just want to share the same testimony that Jesus God heals. Amen. Let's close our eyes. If, you, if you've got a disease or if you are sick. I'm a witness to tell you this evening that he's here. Amen. Let we shall pray. Most gracious eternal God. Yes. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. Yes. The Heavenly Father, you're not the God of the heavens above. Because Heavenly Father, oh God, you are a, you are a present tense God, oh God. Yes. Heavenly Father, this evening, oh God, you are a God of flesh, oh God. You are a God who is so tangible, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, I believe, oh God, that word that Brother Brenham said, that God wants to be in our very affairs, oh God. Oh God, Heavenly Father, we've seen you this evening, oh God. Heavenly Father, you've moved upon us, oh God. You've confirmed your word that, Heavenly Father, the right mental approach towards your word, oh God, brings everything to pass, oh God. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you this evening, oh God, that your word does not fail, oh God, that your word confirms itself, Heavenly Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, oh God, that Heavenly Father, we've moved as a church from glory to glory, oh God, from strength to strength, oh God, that Heavenly Father, oh God, we can, oh God, identify who we are today, oh God. We are not ashamed that we are sons and daughters of God. We are not ashamed that we are of the inheritance of the message of the hour. We are not ashamed that, Heavenly Father, we came from God and we're going back to God. And, Heavenly Father, everything is secondary, oh God. Heavenly Father, oh God, we just want to thank you how you reminded us, oh God, who we are, oh God, today, Heavenly Father. That, Heavenly Father, we are nothing else but your thought came to life, oh God. We are nothing else but your word, oh God. We are nothing else but your pride, Heavenly Father. Oh God, I'm reminded of oh Caleb. He said to Joshua, he said, Joshua, I've ran the race. Yes. Oh God, he said, Joshua, I've, I've, I've walked across. He said, give me my mountain. Yes. He said, I'm stronger than I was before. Oh God, when we look at David, Heavenly Father, when everybody gave up, oh God, because he knew whom he was inside of him, he said, who, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Oh God, defiling the armies of the living God. Oh God, even us today as your children, we raise up, oh God, with the same spirit, oh, we say, who is this devil who thinks he is, oh God, in the children of God? Oh God, we just want to say, whatever you promised us, oh God, it's ours, oh God. We just want to approach you in faith this evening, oh God, and say, oh God, every scripture, oh God, Every verse, oh God, every line, oh God, is for us as the children of God. Heavenly Father, oh God, we just want.
want to thank you, O oh God. Heavenly Father would have been, wouldn't have been in a better place than to be in your service, O oh God. Because Heavenly Father, we can surely say as those one who are walking to a mouse, that Heavenly Father, we've seen Jesus Christ opening up the scriptures, O oh God. Because Heavenly Father, it was not only the pastor, O oh God, but it was God himself, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your visitation, O oh God. Heavenly Father, you visited so mightily this evening, O oh God. May these words that you have spoken unto us, O oh God, may we hide it in our hearts, O oh God, so that we may not sin against thee, O oh God. Heavenly Father, O oh God, may, O oh God, when we walk out of this place, O oh God, know that, Heavenly Father, you love us, O oh God. For him that you love, O oh God, you chastise, O oh God, you rebuke, O oh God. For Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for the service, O oh God. Heavenly Father, may you bless the pastor, O oh God, yes. who preached the service, O oh God. May also bless his family, O oh God. May you keep him so mightily, O oh God, underneath the, the, your word, O oh God. Because Heavenly Father, he is a blessing unto yes. us, O oh God. Heavenly Father, we just want to commit everything, O oh God, into your capable hands. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. hope some others have got some testimonies as well. Because when the word goes forth, it casteth away the devil. Amen. How many were happy to have Brother Pastor Kumumuzi this side? How many should come again? Pastor, tell our friends and Botswana that you found other friends. Amen. Next time they must come this way. Amen. And those that have not been to Botswana will take you to Botswana. How many ones wants to go to Botswana? Amen. Hey, the whole church wants to go to Botswana. I'm glad the trustees raised their hands as well. Amen. We'll come to Botswana. These people want to come to Botswana. You have been a blessing, Pastor. And may God bless you richly. May He restore your virtue. It has been a very blessing weekend. The time that we spend on the fellowship and the time that you spend dishing out the weight. I tell you, you have added so much. You made the devil that was a giant to be a dwarf. Amen. Amen. And may God richly bless you. And you and Sister Beth. May He grant you the traveling message. As you'll be traveling back to Botswana. We love you. We appreciate you. We are praying for your family. We are praying for your ministry and your church. Let's team up together against the devil. Until such time we meet again. Remember them in prayer. Departing tomorrow around 10 o'clock. We'll be leaving Pretoria around about 1.30. But they have been a blessing. Let's give them a round of applause. I don't know, because the pastor. 
he came earlier he wanted to hear music uh, you can come here let's give him four hot songs during uh, lunch pack on his way to Botswana it is always our custom it is always our custom. Because the Bible says Jesus went to the synagogue as it has always been his custom. It is our custom that after the word has been preached, we check the quality of the walls that have been built. We live a church with a thunder. We believe that when you praise God, a believer's praise confuses the devil. And I think the pastor confirmed it. Don't wait for the healing. Start praising God. Don't wait for a job. Start praising God. Believe like you possess it. It will attract it your way. Amen. I was telling him that we don't preach to the people based on where they are. We preach to them to get where they are supposed to get to. I don't want a ministry that concentrates where I am. I need a ministry that has got the power to migrate me. From one condition to another condition. From one glory to another glory. From one revelation to another revelation. But remember, every new level has got a new David. Don't change your attitude. God bless you. It has been a great evening. Until we meet on Wednesday. Some of you on Sunday. We love you and we pray for you. Amen. Morena di tento asidiwe Morena di tento niamo tsanela Au morena morena
Sit down. 